everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. My name is Steve, and this is episode 163 of the Nintendo Fuse Podcast, entitled The Calm Before the Smash. This is uh, just the last couple days before Super Smash Brothers Ultimate hits, and we're here to talk about all the Nintendo news, but I am not joined, uh, I'm not by myself, I am joined, <laughs> I am joined by people tonight. Um, as usual, hey Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. I'm glad you're joined by us. I mean, come on. I am, too. I am, too. It'd be pretty boring if I just had to talk to myself this uh, whole hour or so. Uh, Greg, how's it going? Good. I could just see it now. I'd be like, Steve here. Oh, hey, what's going on? Um, oh, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just one could, long uh, conversation. It's the it Steve show starring Steve. Yeah. And my guest, Steve. So. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, we are glad. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad uh, those in the chat are here. And uh, for everybody else listening after the fact, um, thanks for checking out the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Um, just a reminder to subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube uh, now or after the fact. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and also hit that bell to be alerted with uh, every new video that we post every time we go live stream and all that stuff. Um, be great. And if you're listening after the fact on uh, one of your podcast uh, uh, apps of choice. Um, be sure to subscribe to the Nintendo, Nintendo Fuse podcast as well. That way, every time we post a new um, a podcast episode, it'll be just shipped right to your device and uh, you don't even have to worry about going and tracking it down. So um, subscribe and uh, be sure to recommend us to other uh, Nintendo fans in your life as well. And uh, we don't mention this a whole lot, but um, on those podcast apps, if you like what you hear, if you like what you see and everything, uh, make sure you do leave a positive review. That would help us, um, help us kind of um, kind of filter to the top and help other people find this podcast as well. Um, we also do want to recommend that you join our uh, Facebook group and, and follow us on all social media. Just follow at Nintendo Fuse. That'd be awesome. Uh, and we do have good news, uh, great news tonight. Um, we have a little contest that we're going to be kicking off. So Barry, you want to talk about that? Talk to us about that contest? Uh, for the holidays, we wanted to do something special, and uh, we reached out to our friends over at Video Games Monthly. And they agreed. They wanted to do something special for you, too. Um, so it was such a hit last time. We decided we're going to do it again. Uh, we're going to do another giveaway. Uh, this is for a three-up box. Um, this is for the holidays. Um, so it's two weeks um, right now, uh, starting tonight uh, until our next podcast, which will be our final podcast of the year. So it's, we're going to go out with a bang. Um, we want to give another box to you guys and uh thankfully the people over at video games monthly are awesome people and if you haven't already there you should check them out in fact to enter the contest it's one of the things is to check them out and you really should um they offer great service uh for great price and they are really really nice guys so help them help us help you get free games so you know, good luck to everybody. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those entries come in, and I'm looking forward to winning. Um, the last one uh, went to someone who was so so generous and so appreciative. Um, someone who didn't have a lot of money, someone who was struggling with his family and with his daughter, and 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 just really let him know that there's good out there. And it just it warmed my heart um, to be able to give that person some games. Thanks to again, Video Games Monthly. And uh, we want to do it again. So please remember to enter. We will have that link posted 
probably in the description of this, as well as it will be on NintendoFuse.com. Uh, so go there to enter. We'll also share it on our social media pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards, uh, and I, on our personal pages. At least I'll be sharing it as well just to try to get the word out there for everybody. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if you're listening right now, um, you don't want to go to the uh, the description. Um, the contest link is NintendoFuse.com slash video hyphen games hyphen monthly so nintendofuse.com slash video games monthly um with those hyphens in between video games and monthly and uh you can enter and uh there's a lot of different ways to enter and uh like barry said thanks so much to video games monthly for allowing us to do this contest um they were awesome last time and uh we know that you guys are gonna be excited about this we're excited for you guys to get some free games from them and uh, do be sure to check them out um if you're interested in anything they do um, they send these these awesome boxes uh, of retro games and uh, make sure you check them out and let them know that we sent you over there. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into some discussion. First of all, uh, what have you guys been playing? What have you been up to? What have you been writing about, streaming, all that different stuff? Greg, uh, what's been occupying your time recently? Well, I'm still going into Moonlighter, so I've been really trying to hammer away at that so I can get some stuff up on our site. Both I wanted to do like a little quick like a uh, first impressions type thing and then i wanted to even look into starting to do like a re- uh, video review so we could have that posted at some point in the future and of course i'd love to do some other video reviews for some of the other games on my backlog so hopefully i can finally get going on some of those for some holiday news and stuff of games that have released over the past couple months along with a few others that have been longer than that so cool cool sounds fun Barry, what's been uh, occupying your your switch lately during your travels? <laughs> yes, um, so I did I did go down to Tennessee for the past two weeks. In between, I actually left the Tuesday after our last podcast, uh, and I just got back a couple days ago. So the switch was a godsend because I was able to take it with me. Uh, and Pokemon Let's Go po- uh, Pikachu, uh, I finished that. At least I finished the story. I'm, you know, I haven't like got a perfect team yet but i'll do that in time uh i played some dead cells uh which was an interesting game it wasn't everything i think people hyped it up to be at least for me um but i can definitely see the appeal and then i moved over to uh ease 8 which is a game that i was supposed to do last year on the ps4 or vita and uh waited a bit and just didn't get the top opportunity and now it's like oh now it's on the switch i'm going to do that uh that is, that is a, honestly a fantastic game but it does have some technical hiccups on the switch uh which are interestingly more noticeable on the tv versus the because the versus like portable because i played portable in tennessee and then now that i'm home i'm like oh i'm gonna put on the tv and i noticed some like frame rate issues and stuff i was like that's weird like this is a, on the vita how could this be like this but it's still a great game uh and i still absolutely enjoy it um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm almost done with it. I'm on the chapter six out of six. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm right there at the end, over 50 hours into this game. Like, I, I really have enjoyed this. And Smash is coming. So I'm like, I got to finish this before Smash. Um, but I have dabbled in a few other smaller titles in between those three uh, stuff. I will be, you know, working on getting on a review up on the uh, site, hopefully before the end of the year. Uh, and some game chats. We've got some game chats to film. Hopefully, as you can see, uh, if you're on YouTube, I am 
back on the laptop. Um, so I'm not at my computer with my usual backdrop um, because it's still in the shop. The entire two weeks I was gone, they did nothing with it. Nothing. Not at all. And now they called me today like, oh, yeah, it's a software issue. Your computer is fine, which is pretty much what I knew. Windows 10 is garbage. Um, So, yeah, tomorrow maybe I'll get my computer back. I don't know. Um, But it really sucks being without it because it's it's like losing a limb. It really is. Um, So that's really what I've been doing. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, we were talking earlier. I just got a new computer. Um, got one of the new Mac Minis, and uh, and that's why we were late today because I, I had to enable all the Google plugins and all that stuff. Um, so maybe it's time. Maybe it's time, Barry. I don't know. <laughs> all the, about all the money you spent on getting this thing repaired, I feel like you probably could have bought the new computer by now. <laughs> the, the worst. Well, I did. the The problem was is when this whole happened originally. We we thought it was a motherboard issue, and we thought it was a hard drive issue. So I went and got a brand new motherboard, brand new hard drive, brand new cooling unit to keep it, make sure it doesn't cool, you know, doesn't freak out. Um, got, uh, didn't get a new graphics card, but pretty much everything else, new coils. That the whole thing was pretty much a brand new computer. It was like eight hundred plus dollars. Like yeah. I need to fix this issue, and the issue can tap. You know, it's still happening. It's like why is this happening? Like and now the components are two two months old. I think it was two months, and I brought it in. I'm like. Two months. Come on, guys. This is eight hundred dollars worth of stuff. You're telling me it's not going to work in two months. This is right. like it's a good company, and and they're like, okay, yeah, uh, this sounds like a motherboard or, or a hard drive issue. That's what the guy told me when I brought it in because it wouldn't boot up. I'm like, <laughs> it's brand new. It's two months. Yeah. Like, no, this better be under warranty. So now they're telling me it's a software issue, and I'm like, you know what? I said I'll take it only if you have it fully upgraded. Like Windows 10 fully upgraded. You deal with any headache that I've been dealing with. <laughs> and you give it back to me, working condition. Uh, so I'm not dealing with it anymore. It's, nice. I'm so close to going to Apple. I'll tell you that. And I've been a PC guy my whole life. <laughs> and I love Windows. And I've used Windows from 3.1 until 10. And 10 is by far the worst. I've, I liked ME better than 10. And that says a lot. That says a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. I like Vista. Uh, you like better Vista? Than 10 too. Better than 10. You know why? Because Vista didn't cost me over $800 to get a new computer because it worked as poorly as it worked. It at least booted up. All right. 10 isn't even booting up for me. And that's the basics. I can't even load safe mode in it. They couldn't load safe mode. They had to like boot off of another hard drive of theirs. I'm like, oh my god! Wow. <laughs> wow. Was this like a PC that you built or something? Or yeah, yeah, we built okay. the whole thing, and then we built it again with brand new parts. <laughs> wow, wow! And it's a software issue, so it's not hardware. It's right, Windows yeah. 10. That's that's the yeah. software that's screwing up. Oh, <laughs> this podcast man. is not an endorsement for Windows. <laughs> Yeah, well, so my, it works fine for for my wife too, but not for me. <laughs> and no, no, um, I, I see uh, in the yeah. comments, Jared is asking if it's a RAM issue. It's not. 16 gig DDR. Actually, that was another thing. I had DDR3 RAM, but when we did all this, that part of that 800 hours was getting 16 gig of DDR4 RAM, which is the newest version. So I'm like, I'm upgrading even further, and it's it's not a RAM issue. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you got some top, you know, new components there. 
shouldn't have shouldn't be having these issues at all um but uh jared also mentioned that uh he's been playing spyro and uh let's go pikachu had to uh beat them both uh he just finished both of them before smash brothers comes out um which uh yeah that's that's kind of a lot of, a lot on uh, our minds like trying to finish whatever we can before we get on smash brothers this week um like we said uh this this podcast is is titled the calm before the smash for sure um if you are uh, watching um uh, live Make sure you do try, toss in your uh, what you've been playing and input on all the news and stuff like that that we talk about um, in the chat, and we'll, we'll read along as well. Um, I have been playing, I streamed both of these games, both incredibly cheap games in the eShop. And uh, and so I decided to spend, I think, a whole like dollar uh, seventy or something the other day. Um, in fact, one of them I used my Nintendo um, credit, uh, my my Nintendo credit to buy one of them because um, that's pretty much all I get anymore is like cents. And so I was like, oh look, I can buy this game for fourteen cents. Um, so I got the Sparkle uh, Two Evo and Bouncy Bob, and um, both of them are. Worth the dollar seventy that I spent, I'll say. Um, <laughs> the Sparkle Evo, it, it it's it's been out for a while. Um, it's been on other platforms and stuff like that too. It's uh, it's I think it's by the people that did Journey, maybe or something. Like that. It's that kind of a game where it's like just this environmental thing. So you you complete this, you, you're kind of competing against another being, and you collect these orbs as you kind of fly or float or whatever around swim around and kind of evolve your character and you kind of compete. But the weird thing is after you're done, the contest is over and I won and you'll see in my live stream, I I didn't really know what to do and it doesn't really say what to do. And so I just kind of kept floating and flying or swimming around afterwards. And, and it was pretty, but I was like, Oh, what do I do now? And so I finally, I just hit the, the start button and like, I could exit out of it and go to a different level. Um, that was kind of just weird. It's a, it's a different type of game. Um, and then Bouncy Bob is is kind of a platform single screen thing. I don't even get it. Um, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's uh, but it, but hey, it, I think it's like I said. I think it's like a dollar fourteen or something. So hey, um, use your my Nintendo credits and see for yourself, or watch me play it. Um, it's it's challenging. It's okay, um, but it's it's worth a dollar twenty. Um, if you see it for anything more than that, don't don't waste your money. Um, but if you have an extra dollar or so. Yeah, sure. Check it out. Why not? Um, it's it's definitely one of those that uh, probably it, it seems more like a like an iPhone or Android you know game that they ported over and yeah, it's it's not that great. But yeah, if it's a dollar twenty, feel free to pick it up if you want to, or just watch my live stream and make make a decision for yourself. So, so. you do know that dollar twenty could have gone towards purchasing Xenoblade Chronicles two, the full game, right? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it would have bought a whole, like, what, quick math, uh, 1.5% of it or something like that. <laughs> and I guarantee you that 1.5% is better than Bouncy Bob. If I could only buy, if I could actually buy a level of it at a time, that'd be different. But <laughs> You kind of did. You got Torna. How far are you in that? You're playing Bouncy Bob instead of Torna. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, I, I had to do it for the site, of course. Um, it's for the fans. Science. For the fans, Barry, for science. Yeah, you know what? I bet the fans would like to see you stream Torna as well. 
right? Let's get a oh, movement. We're gonna start over the stream tour. I think so. No, you are you saying you're the biggest fan then, Barry? Because <laughs> I don't that's think that's true. I think I think I, once I, you get I your computer all figured out and everything, you need to stream some Xenoblade. I already put 350 hours into it. All right, <laughs> I I'm, I did all this stuff. I'm I'm done with it now. Right, you gotta right. do it. I already put two hours into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a good stream to start in the middle of the game. That's true. I can't. I, Greg needs to. He hasn't started it yet. Greg can stream oh, yeah. from the very beginning. Here we go. So you could that. watch along with and commentate. <laughs> I could. Uh, all right. Let's um, skip from Barry with uh, <laughs> you know, played two and Torna bundled together. There you go. Oh man! Uh, hey, let's let's move into some uh, news discussion um, because there's been a lot of different stuff, kind of a smattering of information all over the board. Um, so we're gonna hit a couple news stories and then move into some further discussion. Uh, one of the things is that um, Nintendo has recently shut down any idea of uh, Skyward Sword coming to Switch, at least as of now. Um, so apparently, um, AGI and Numa, um, kind of like the series producer for Zelda uh, series, took to st- uh, stage um, in Japan the other day, and it was a Zelda music concert. And he said something about, I know what you're thinking, Skyward Sword of the Switch, right? And apparently, you know, that like set the, the entire um, the concert goers and everything, they got really excited and everything and people were thinking it might happen, but uh, Nintendo has officially talked to um, Eurogamer, a spokesperson from Nintendo and said at this time, quote, we have no plans to release the legend of Zelda skyward sword on Nintendo switch. So uh, what do you guys think about this? Greg, is that disappointing or, uh, or do you think it's actually going to happen down the the line? I kind of think it was just going to be happening down the line. I mean, obviously, they're not going to like just throw it out there right now. And be like, oh yeah, we're working on an HD version of Skyward Sword. I mean, they are always very particular with their announcements, and when the time is right, it's going to be there. I mean, they've already done Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. All these games, excellent games, have all been got like a remake kind of type treatment. So, obviously, Skyward Sword will be probably the next one, and it. I'm assuming it'll probably be announced at some point next year, whether it's an early Nintendo Direct or E3 or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, Barry, do you agree, or uh, you think it's just, this is definitely dead and and they have no plans and never will have plans? Nin- Nintendo is never a company you can truly predict. Um, honestly, this didn't surprise me. Uh, it would surprise me if nothing ever happened, nothing came of this. Um, the Switch. For better or for worse, has gotten a lot of ports, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me or most people if Wind Waker and Twilight Princess got ported back over. So it wouldn't, you know, some people would like a, a trilogy with with Skyward Sword thrown in there. I think what they should do, and they also stated they want a Zelda game every year, uh, and obviously they can't have a Breath of the Wild every year. Um, so there will have to be remakes and spinoffs like Hyrule Warriors thrown in. So what they could do is they could do a collection. I mean, you think about the GameCube era. Uh, one thing they did right is they utilized Zelda. They utilized Ocarina of Time and Master Quest to, to for pre-order for Wind Waker to drum up interest. Then they did the whole collector's edition with Ocarina and Majora's Mask along with 1 and 2. Um, they can do something like that. They can do a Zelda collection with the first four games on it with 
the the, the four swords extra stuff for for link to the past and and uh the dx version of link's awakening maybe even give those all like an overhaul in graphic department and then follow it up with ocarina of time majora's mask 3d uh and and the oracle games the oracle games severely need remakes that they are fantastic and i would love to see them with better graphics and they, they could just keep going and release the entire zelda catalog in little collections even if they say skyward swords coming but skyward swords is what like the the 13th uh, or 14th uh, zelda game like mm. all the way down the line i would go through them all just to get there uh, skyward sword was a good game it had its problems but i think that if they did it right on the Switch, especially if they took out motion controls, like they let them in there, but they allowed you not to use them, Skyward Sword would get a lot better of a reputation. So I think it could happen. In fact, I expect it to happen. The Switch is still in its infancy. We had Breath of the Wild last year. We had all the DLC as well. This year we have Hyrule Warriors, uh, as well as the Nintendo Online Zelda and the special version. So next year we'll see what comes from Zelda. They want something every year. We'll see. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting um, just about the the, the controls is, is what uh, kind of interests me. It almost kind of seems I feel like they'd have to redo the game because the, the motion controls were so integral to that experience um, that it, they'd have to kind of redo it. Not unlike what they did with um, uh, some of the other remakes where they just basically put a new skin on it and freshen it up. Um, this would almost like I feel like they have to go back in and redo aspects of the game. Greg, what were you talking about? I was gonna be like, watch their next year's release be like, oh, Adventure of Link now on the NES app. <laughs> uh, the, the, they can't just do that. That's yeah. Um, Jared saying uh, in the chat that he feels like it is happening, but they're just not ready to announce it yet. It's kind of one of those jargon things, like, hey, we're not officially ready to announce this, but they probably are working on something. And I think that was uh, you know very similar to Wind Waker. They they were toying around with it before they actually felt like they were actually going to release it. It wasn't necessarily a plan. Um, they were just kind of playing around, and maybe they're doing something like that with Skyward Sword. They're playing around with stuff and they don't have anything to officially announce yet as a released game but but they're nintendo they're they're a you know a long-standing video game company they're going to play around with some big franchises like this and see if it could work it's like when saying like people often say like oh man it's big news that nintendo is working on their next console or apple's working on their next computer or their next iphone well duh of course they are they're always working on their next thing so they're always gonna be playing around and trying some new things especially with those big ips um but they're not ready to announce it yet well if you think back when ocarina of time 3d was released people were clamoring for majora's mask and Miyamoto actually stated you know asked what would you like a, a sequel to a link to the past or majora's mask and naturally a sequel to a link to the past one uh, with link between worlds and at new york comic-con i think it was 2013 anuma was there and i got to ask him because everyone was like hyping majora's mask and they were showing link to, uh, link between world stuff and in one of the rooms you can see majora's mask is on the wall and people suddenly oh my god majora's mask is that a hint and he's like we, we majora's mask isn't happening we're not we're not we can't talk about that right now like we're, we're talking about a link between worlds nothing else is in development and sure of course majora's mask was in development at grezzo and of course came out uh, shortly thereafter but then there they were like nope we're not talking about it link between worlds is all we're doing here it's the same thing so it's probably in the works they just don't want to talk about it yet they keep right. things close yeah. to their chest 
I mean, I would think it'd be a good candidate. I mean, the Joy-Cons have significantly better motion control than I'm sure the Wii Remote did. So even if they don't give you an option to not have it, I'm sure a lot of the people's problems with that desyncing and that being centered and all that kind of stuff will all be kind of things of the past. So I would That's think it would still be a good fit anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, they could port it over and just keep motion controls, and that's it, I guess. So could definitely work. So let's move on and uh, talk about Pokemon Go. Um, I know Barry is a big Pokemon Go fan still. Um, I've been playing it more often than I had. I taken I had taken a break for a while. Um, Greg, we're still trying to convince. I don't know. He's either going to pay Pokemon Go or Xenoblade. I, I'm. I, we may take bets. Throw your throw your suggestions in the comments. Which do you think that uh, Greg will actually play first, Xenoblade or Pokemon? Um, so we'll uh, we'll take a poll in the in the comments and, and see what people think. Um, but if you are a Pokemon Go uh, fan, you can now get uh, Brock and Misty outfits, um, and uh, these are of course kind of tied in with the Pokemon Let's Go games. Um, they're the first gym leaders that you uh, face in the games, and so that's kind of a, a remake kind of of, of Yellow um, in a way. And so you can get uh, Brock's jacket for three hundred coins, his uh, pants for two hundred fifty coins his uh, climbing shoes for 150 or if you have a female character you can get um, Misty's tank top for 200 coins her shorts for 200 coins and her sneakers for 150 coins in real money that ends up being about six dollars and fifty cents US for Brock's outfit or five dollars for Misty's outfit um, I know Greg hasn't gotten this already um, but uh, Barry is this this is exciting for you or do you pretty much already have your outfit picked out and you're not going to go after a, a Brock outfit well, the coins are too valuable buying boxes for for incubators and raid passes to spend cosmetically but the bigger news uh, they just announced is that uh, PVP is coming and I believe it's coming tomorrow as of the filming of this so PVP is coming to Pokemon Go and that to me is awesome because there's a lot of people in this area and I'm sure I'm going to get my butt kicked because there are people in this area with like multiple level 100 perfect IV you know even Mewtwo like I'm even lucky Mewtwo perfect IV oh my god like you know, like it's it's insane how competitive it is in this area. But I'm looking forward to PvP and getting my butt kicked. But it should be fun for at least wow. a little while. That that's more that is more exciting, and uh, and that's that's why like see like in the whole scheme of things, Barry definitely plays this a whole lot more than I did. He knew that. That's awesome. That's good news for me. Greg, is this is that enough? You can dress up as Brock and you do uh, PvP. Is that is that enough to get you in Pokemon? Uh-huh. Remember, you can oh, trade, too. The, now. Yeah, the PvE is something more chasing me away. I mean, even if they implemented it in Fire Emblem Heroes, I've always been like, yeah, that's going to be a mode I'm not going to be very good at. I'm very much better at facing the computer, so... You that's just, true. Uh, you only play uh, single player in Splatoon too. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's. I was saying the PVE would chase me even farther. Like, oh, now I need to. Well, it's order. it's completely optional. It's just like trading, and you know, you don't have to do anything with that. Well, it's yeah, not like you must is, go out and battle to the death. I mean, everything is optional. Even if they did put into Fire Emblem, it would just be like whatever, just a small reward on some sort of frequent basis to play the mode. I mean, it's basically all that kind of stuff is i mean you don't have to do it you don't have to get it but it's there for those that like to play it and will even do it every day type thing so 
So speaking of mobile, how about Dragalia Lost? Have you guys started that yet? Come on, guys. I still haven't even downloaded it yet. Oh, my it's God. On the, it's on the backlog. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what I'm going to do with you people. Well, and now I'm, I've got more reasons to play uh, Pokemon Go again. So even so, more so. So tell me, Barry, how high is your uh, floating fortress in Fire Emblem Heroes? Let's talk about this. Oh, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. That's old hat. Lost. <laughs> Come on, it's a brand new mode. You can like, design your own map and get to make your own defense team, and you can battle other people's custom That's design fun. levels. All right, let's that, move man. on to hacking the Switch, <laughs> which uh, you can't do anymore, apparently. Um, Nintendo has uh, recently released um, firmware uh, 6.2 for the Nintendo Switch, and uh, supposedly uh, they, they have used a, a software update to uh, fix a hardware flaw that was on the Nintendo Switch that allowed um, some hackers to to go in and install their own software and all these sort of things. Um, but as of 6.2, um, Nintendo has, according to a lot of the hacker community, ha- has um, done a remarkable thing by using a software update to fix a hardware flaw. And uh, according to a lot of the people in the hacking scene, this, this is potentially closed down um, the hacking ability of the Nintendo Switch for the foreseeable future. Um, this is a, a huge thing um, that uh, they don't really see a way around currently. Um, so, Greg, I know you've been looking into this a little bit. What What are your thoughts on this? Is I I think you know there's a lot of good things um, that that come about because of this. But I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh man, now I don't have my homebrew. I don't have the way to like back up my stuff anymore on my own. But what What are your thoughts about this whole thing? Well, I mean, I kind of figured it was coming. I know they've been trying to like ban some of the hackers that have kind of ruined, like that have heard ruined like Splatoon two online and other experiences like that. So it's kind of obviously in a greater sense, it's better in that regards. But obviously, people that are using it for good things like to back up their own saves because they don't want to, they don't have like cloud saves or didn't want to buy the Nintendo online or whatever. Then that's obviously kind of a defeating purpose of it. So. I know part of the up, like this update that actually requires you to like update to the 6.2. So even if you're trying to like use whatever an older version, they'll still try to like get you to get the latest. And there's like no more grace period and all that. But I did see a few comments saying I guess that 6.2 has been kind of hacked, but like it's a lot easier for them to just keep putting in smaller and smaller like patches just to keep it super secure. That this major method has been kind of shut down. So. Basically, I guess in order to access even like the eShop, that you have to have the latest version of the software. So they're really shutting down a lot of these other avenues for that kind of stuff. So yeah, overall, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. If you, I mean, if you want to take your Switch online, update games, uh, anything like that, access the eShop, um, you have to update. So this is uh, definitely, uh, I think, a step in the right direction to avoid this sort of thing. Um, Barry, is, is this all positive or is there any sort of negative to this story at all? I mean, this is a classic case of, you know, a few people ruining it for everybody else. Uh, some people will look at Nintendo as a bad guy here. Um I think they're just protecting their property and their system. Uh, I have never been one to hack a system. Uh, I have no need for it. I know some people do it so they could put emulation and play old games. I have them already, so I don't need that. Um, I know, you know, like there are people who will 
know, the Vita is a big, big system that got hacked and will we'll want Vitas with earlier updates just because Sony did the same thing, uh, just so they have a Vita with everything on it. And they're doing the same thing with Switch. It's inevitable. Where there's a will, there's a way. So will somebody eventually hack every version that Nintendo puts out? Most likely. Will everybody care by the, you know, the end of the day? Probably not. Um, you know, for those that absolutely want to crack Switch so that they can download games for free and all that stuff, they're going to be going for it. But, you know, they'll miss out on other opportunities. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, emulation and ROM, sure, totally necessary for preserving games. I don't think you necessarily have to have it on the Switch to claim preservation when there's such a thing as a PC. Um, and for any game out there that's out there now on the switch it's out there on the switch when the servers go down and all these digital only games disappear that's a different story and that's why i'm an advocate for physical yeah yeah for sure and i i i've only i think i the only time i've ever hacked a a nintendo system it was an old uh i think my ds or something like that and i had one of the the flash carts or whatever so it wasn't really a full-on hack or anything like that but it was cool to have uh because i i I had digital copies of of physical hardware at the time and it was cool to to take those around and and you guys know i mean we've disagreed on stuff like that before but that was the the reason why at the time because i needed i I didn't want to take all those cartridges around with me and stuff like that and i had the physical cartridges and stuff but we live in a different world nowadays. And like you said, like if you want another backup, you know, of your game or something, you can do it on your computer and stuff. So I don't see as much of a need to do it anymore. And it kind of seems like, yeah, what you said is uh, kind of some people um, ruining it for the rest of us. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's really, it's really more so that they can get games for free because they're either being cheap or they don't have the money. Um, it, preservation is just something that unfortunately people use as a scapegoat when in reality preservation is done usually on the, on the computer and stuff like that. And when it's like, Oh, Oh, I want this to preserve so I could have super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey is plenty preserved. There's a ton of physical copies. You can go buy one right now. It is preserved. You don't need to hack your switch (laughs) to be able to preserve Mario Odyssey. Right. Right. For sure. Uh, let's move on into a little bit uh, more detailed uh, news discussion. Um, we we got some updates over Black Friday weekend. Um, so from Thanksgiving to um, Cyber Monday sales for uh, United States only. Um, and apparently Switch dominated um, over the holiday, like, uh, gift buying season um, that we have here in the United States. And uh, it was actually the the biggest um, shopping seasons of the year for, uh, for many years for Nintendo. And so um, uh, the switch dominated. In fact, it overcame their uh, previous um, console, the Wii um, there that's sales records. Um, so that was like their, their previous top dog in terms of, uh, holiday sales. Um, and, uh, the switch overcame that. And, uh, also it also, it sets, uh, a new, um, record in terms of their overall sales this year. And it, it had a 45% spike from 2017. So year over year, we had the 40, uh, yeah, 45% spike. And Nintendo, because of all this, sold $250 million in sales um, in the United States um, over that five-day period. That's a lot 
of money. Um, sales grew from Nintendo Switch. Uh, sales grew 115% um, compared to the last year overall. And there's just like some big stuff here. And, and in fact, even it, it sold to uh, 22 million uh, 3DSs um, thanks to this this. Cyber Monday and and um, and Black Friday sales, um, even the the classic systems, the uh, the the minis of the NES and the, and the SNES minis. Um, the NES is now up to two million, and the SNES is now up to two point five million. Um, they had a big software uh, time and hardware time over this this period, um, and because of all that and some other things, analysts are actually predicting that the Nintendo Switch is going to overcome the PS4 in 2019. So um, let, let's go to you, Barry, first. Like, what are your reactions to that? Like, does it surprise you that they sold so many? And, uh, and do you think, a um, little further, do you think that they actually are, that the Switch will overtake the PS4 next year? Um, well, first, uh, those numbers you said were US numbers. Um, so right. that's not, not worldwide. Um, but... As for it doing well, I don't think it was a surprise that it did well. I mean, it, it, the only real deal I saw was the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle with where it came for free. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've got two heavy hitters. You know, a lot of people are like, Pokemon Let's Go isn't going to be a heavy hitter. And it was. Uh, it was no, no doubt it was going to be. And then, of course, Smash coming out on two big heavy hitters. They were smart to bundle the system with Fortnite. Even though Fortnite's a free game, just putting it on the box sold units um and uh, yeah i mean it's it's its second holiday a lot of people who couldn't get it or didn't get it last year you know they're jumping into a system that just got pokemon let's go that's getting smash in just a couple days and on top of that they have breath of the wild they got xenoblade they got mario odyssey they got splatoon mario kart all these games that maybe they didn't play so there's a ton of fantastic fantastic games on this system already uh there's no reason not to get it now there's, there's something for everyone uh, as for next year, it will definitely will not overtake PlayStation 4 lifetime sales. Like, no way in hell. Um, but will it outsell the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One next year? I think it will, but there's other factors. It, it's very That's a very skewed statement. That makes it like, oh my god, that's fantastic. And it is fantastic. But the PlayStation 4 and the, the Xbox One have been out since 2013. PlayStation 4 has what, 80 million units. Uh, Xbox One is in the 30s. Uh, the people that really want to play PS4, that really want an Xbox One, already have one. You know, there's still people buying them, of course. But you, some of these are buying their second or their third or a replacement. Or, you know, and there's still some new people getting on board. But the majority of people that want these systems have one. So the Switch is still in its infancy. Um, it should. In fact, if PS4 or Xbox One outsold the Switch next fiscal year entirely, I would be shocked. And that would be a really bad sign for Nintendo. Um, it, it absolutely should outsell them. That's not... The, the statistic I'm looking for. The statistic I want to know is how well does the Switch perform against the inevitable PS5 and the Xbox 2, if you will, um, because that's really where it matters. Outselling an older system is really... It's, it's a given. It should happen. And it's great for Nintendo, and I'm happy that it's breaking personal records, and I love the Switch, and I want it to do well. Um, I know analysts are also predicting that it's not going to hit that 20 million sold this fiscal year like they wanted. It's going to be like 17 million. Um, that fiscal year ends in March, so there's still time. Uh, we don't know what Christmas is truly going to bring. Uh, Smash as well. 
we have to see. But I really think that the Switch would be in more trouble if it didn't outperform older systems. And if it can stay, like keep that momentum, like the Wii kept that momentum for so long, that's what Nintendo needs to do with the Switch. The PS5 needs to come out and the Switch needs to outsell it. The Xbox 2 or whatever needs to come out and the Switch needs to outsell it. Then we know the Nintendo has staying power. But if the PS5 and the Xbox 2 come out and the Switch sales drop, like drastically drop, that is a problem. And that is something that will have to be looked at. As of now, it's it's all smooth sailing. Nintendo almost has free reign because the other systems are older. Uh, yet even with that free reign, they're still not getting a lot of AAA third-party titles, uh, which is still upsetting. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting, too. I mean, and what what that transition is going to be like and and also I, I agree with you with the with the analysts talking about the, overcoming the ps4 sales next year because because we know that or at least it's rumored and kind of all but confirmed that the ps5 is going to come out in 2020 so it's similar to how you know phone new phone phone um <laughs> new phone drop you know sales drop when they announce the next one you know like apple has its worst uh sales um periods of the year in like August because people know the next new phone is going to come out in September. And so, yeah, I, I expect PS4 sales to drop as soon as they officially do announce the PS5 that's going to come out in 20, 2020. And like people are like, why do I need to buy a PS4 now when I can just wait a few months and get the brand new one? And so, yeah, of course, switch sales are going to pick up that and, and surpass it in that time. Um, Greg, do you, do you agree with this or uh, do you have any other thoughts about it? Well, I was kind of wanted to disagree just a, a little bit with like what Barry was saying about this because like the Switch kind of also came out at like that unusual time where it didn't really have any like long running consoles like or like consoles that all came out together like with it. I mean, normally they the hardware cycle for all three companies has all been within like a year span or whatever, but the Switch kind of jumped the gun and went a little bit earlier as expected just because do the Wii U's uh, awesome power it did so. Um, I know. I remember we have discussed previously the major impact that, like, oh, the PS4 is now outsold the Wii U, and the Wii U had like a one-year head start, and it was like all this huge thing, like anti-Nintendo. I mean, I almost see like the Switch could like even outsell the PS4 because it's got that momentum and it's got a lot of those exclusive titles that every there are the system sellers. It has Zelda, it has Mario, it has Smash Brothers in just four days. So those are the kinds of games that people actually legitimately buy the console for. And now that Smash Brothers is here, it's gonna convert all those people that just play Smash Brothers only is just like, oh, time to get a Switch. And then now that don't get me wrong, Greg. I think that the Switch lifetime will outsell the PS4. I do think that. I do not think it's overtaking it next year. I do not see the Switch hitting the 80 million mark next year. <laughs> like, I just don't. Next fiscal year, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it all depends. I mean, we have Animal Crossing. We have Fire Emblem. There's certainly some... That, that would be like a 50 million you know, sold in a, in a fiscal year. That would be huge. If Nintendo could sell 50 million Switches in one year... That would be 
that that's unbelievable. <laughs> like that, that's shooting the I moon do, right there. Although, I mean, though, like Jared's mentioned in this in in the in the chat as well, and I, I think what you're saying, Greg, is like they've got like a good combination of games. Like if they are going to pull it off, they're going to be slated to in really good position to do that. So it'd still be it'd still be shooting for the moon, but they might actually reach it with this kind of combination of, of games in a fairly short amount of time. I'm, yeah, I'm willing to take a bet that they won't next year. I, I will bet money on it. Like, I think they could do 25 million next year. I think next year is going to be better than this year. Hands down. But 50 I think the, what we failed to mention is like the article that's claiming that the switch is out, like outselling. I think that's might be just for the United States. Cause in here it says like the PS4 sales are at 17.1 million. And it's forecasting the switch to have like 17.3 like total. So this is, seems like it's specific to a region. It doesn't specify us or Japan, but I'm assuming it's not worldwide as you were saying. It's, it's like at least 50 million or something just to surpass. And that's obviously not attainable in one year, but so, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think that's, that's just for the year. Yeah. But uh, so, so here's a question then, what would it take for them to actually get that number? You think Barry, like if, 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 is it achievable at all? Is, is it achievable? Yes. I'm going to say, Oh, it's a hard one. I'm going to say <laughs> yes in my dreams. Um, and what they would have to do, and this is honest to God, what they would have to do, they would have to put out one big AAA title a week. Um, that means a new Zelda, new Mario, new Metroid, new F-Zero, new Wave Race, new 1080, new Star Fox, new you go back Mock Rider, Earthbound, Star Tropics, you name it, every single week. On top of that, they would have to release their entire back catalog and talking NES, SNES, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, throw in the Game Boys, Virtual Boy, the whole nine yards. Throughout the year, they will have to do promotions where every year, every month, they're going to give away several free games, kind of like with the online service, but more. Like every month, you're going to get free games, uh, some incentive to like purchase a game. We're going to give you free games, kind of like what they did again, going back to the GameCube era, where they like, hey, buy any two of these four GameCube games, and we're going to give you Zelda Collector's Edition for free. Um, do something like that, uh, and on top of that, they would have to lower the price uh, to achieve it, and and do just probably things marketing up the wazoo get it into schools you know get your know, labo getting into schools get that everywhere um just get hands-on everybody and their mother needs to get, get hands-on need to have switches instead of wii's like everyone needs get a wii sports on it like they would need to hit every single demographic to even remotely get 50 million i don't think there's a console in the history that has sold 50 million units worldwide. I'm not going to say just for our country, but worldwide in a year. I mean, the PS2 sold 150 in its lifetime, and that's like, what, 12 years, 13 years. The Wii was over 100 in, in six, seven years. You're, you're talking like half the Wii's lifetime sales in one year. That's insane. If they do it, they can just retire. They can just throw their hands up and go, we're done. That's it. Money pit. Scrooge McDuck. Here we come. Because that would be amazing. 
and I, I would love it, but I don't see it happen. Oh, the, they would have to get every third party as well. Like, you would need every third party title coming to the Switch. The Call of Duty, you know, Assassin's Creed, like everything. Every Battlefields, every EA sports title. You would need to get every single demographic. And even then, you would probably miss the mark. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think, I think we're getting like way off of this. It's not supposed to like actually be the out, like the total, like the, uh, sales over like all these previous years i think it's just supposed to sell over total consoles from january 1st to december 31st it's on march so i think the fiscal year year, but yeah 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 Yeah. and that's and then it will and so we don't think like essentially we were basically saying yeah this is that's a safe bet for for that to happen I would be very shocked if the PS4 from March 2019 till March 2020 outsold the Switch in that same amount of time. I would I would really be surprised. Yeah, yep. especially because it seems like it's almost you know the PS4's last uh, maybe you know official year as as the console um, from Sony. So. Um, so here's the question and kind of talked about it, uh, Jared brought it up in the, in the chat. Um, if they do a, a switch revision, um, that could bring new energy to the switch. We've talked about this before. Um, do you think that that is, that you think that this pressure from, uh, the other, the other companies are going to do this or Nintendo is still going to stay on their own little path and they're going to keep coming up with things like they normally do. And we're just going to get, you know, keep with our switch and that's all we're going to have, or what are they going to do with the switch long-term to make sure it has staying power beyond games? Greg, any, any ideas? I mean, I think, uh, it, I guess it depends on what kind of revision. If they're going to be kind of trying to do the little fork they did with the 3ds with like the new 3ds having additional power and have ex- very minimal exclusive games that probably could end up hurting them in the long run but i don't know if it's just like a revision just for make it smaller or i don't know have have a actually have like a um d-pad or something on the joy con i mean that seems like it's minor enough where it's like sure you can throw that in there at a lower price something like that or maybe even have like the switch xl and make it a bigger one i don't know but yeah, you never yeah. know what Nintendo these days. They like to make things smaller, then they also make the make things bigger. So, <laughs> Barry, is is the revision going to happen? I think it depends on if you classify the Switch as a home, the next home console, or a portable. If you look at their home consoles, they've only done three revisions: the NES, SNES, and Wii. Only their successful consoles, and all three revisions have actually been for pretty much worse the nes top loader had some better features but was missing like av out in america so it was actually a little bit worse but uh the wii mini was terrible and the snes mini was whatever like they weren't really great they were there were console revisions to be as cheap as possible to sell more units if you look at the handheld side however all the revisions have actually been increasing power the pocket was better than the game boy the light was better than the game boy the color was better than the game boy the game boy advance sp both models were better than the original gba sp mike the micro maybe maybe not depending that was kind of like a weird thing and then of course the ds line has only gotten better and the 3ds line has only gotten better so if we go on the handheld route then yeah it's going to be better if it's going the console route it's probably going to be worse and cheaper to produce um taking out features like the gamecube was taken out of the wii um 
honestly, if they wait till 2020, let's say the PS5 comes out in 2020, and they say, well, in order to compete, 2020, we're going to put out the Switch Pro. And the Switch Pro has the power of bare minimum a PS4 Pro. Like, it can't, maybe 5 would be great, but anything less than a PS4 Pro would put it, you know, back. And cost a little more, sure. Plays all Switch games, exclusive Switch games. Again, it's t- the point of it is to attract third parties. Nintendo can make their hardware run their games perfectly. You look at all of Nintendo's titles. They run beautifully. They look beautifully. You know, they take up the smallest amount of memory possible, where, like, NBA 2K save file is, like, eight times the size of Mario Odyssey's entire game. Um, the big deal is third party. People already buy a Nintendo system for Nintendo games. That's given. They need to be able to piggyback third-party games. Doom, Wolfenstein, it's great we got those. But you think we're going to get PS5 games? Most likely not. Once PS5 hits and all the third parties move, they have to decide, are we going to continue to develop Switch versions of these lesser games? Now, if they also put the game on PS4 and Xbox One for at least a little bit during the transition period, sure, Switch is going to maybe get a version or two. Uh, We saw that happen with the Wii U getting a version if it was on PS3 or 360. We saw that with the Wii due to the PS2 and the PSP. Now, that's not going to last, and that's not going to transition like, oh, you want the worst version of Assassin's Creed? Well, you can get it on Switch. Yay! You want the best version with all the explosive new HD graphics? PS5 is where it's at. The majority of people are going to buy it on the PS5 in that case. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me like that that we've, we've kind of gotten to this point where we've gotten the older games on Nintendo systems in terms of third parties, and then they have, have moved into... Um, kind of giving us somewhat ports of other games and then kind of like I, what we're seeing now is like more mobile games being ported over and everything and that's what I'm kind of afraid of is that yeah we'll start getting third parties but they're going to be ports of mobile games and what's going to happen when like it already has happened I, I feel like this this iPhone that I have is is more powerful than the switch that i have and so like what's going to happen when all of a sudden now the the nintendo's hardware can't even handle the top of the line iphone game and that can't even be ported over our 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 company is still going to be you know going to push to to put their their switch version of their game so they need some sort of hardware uh, refresh to keep it going i feel like or maybe there's going to be a switch too down the line i I don't know if you saw it was an article about uh an interview with the starlinks creators uh, about the switch version and they said it was incredibly difficult uh to get it running and looking as good as it does and they spent a lot of time and energy making it look comparable to the ps4 and it looks amazing the, the starlink on the switch looks amazing and they had to bust their balls pretty much to do this and it took a lot of time and ubisoft is one of those rare developers that has a good relationship with nintendo they knew they had star star fox license they needed to make it right Everybody else is not on the table with that. They're like, oh, what? it's going to take me an extra couple months to develop and make sure the Switch version looks good. Nah, we'll just make it a buggy mess, whatever. And then we'll blame it, you know, not, not selling because people didn't buy it because it's a buggy mess and we won't put any more games on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 
who knows what's going to happen, but uh, I hope I hope they learn from some of these things. I hope it keeps getting better. I hope they they make a run uh, for the PS4 sooner than later. Um, but but yeah, they're going to definitely have to figure out some of these these third party issues and some power issues and some other things if they're going to keep pushing it forward for sure. Um, let's let's turn the page a little bit, and we're going to talk we're we're going to talk about uh, Kirby a little bit because Smash Brothers is coming out soon, and uh, we're going to uh, kind of dive into a little bit of this this article that Sakurai uh, wrote, um, and and this is a, a column he writes a lot of times. I'm I'm blanking on the name of the the magazine that he writes for on occasion. Do you guys remember it off the top of your head? Oh, I'm totally forgetting what it is. Um, 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 it's coming to me. What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, Famitsu. Famitsu. Uh, so he writes this this recurring column there, and his his last column uh, has been translated by um, those the guys over at Source Gaming. Um, make sure you check out uh, our NintendoFuse.com. We have a, a post um, about this uh, article, and and you can you can actually like we, we linked to Source Gaming. So make sure you check out their translation. They did an awesome job at translating this entire thing. Um, but in it. We learned some uh, more reasons of why Kirby was the one that survived Gleam's attack in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in their story mode and everything of World of Light. And uh, according to the translation, um, all the characters had uh, that had normal abilities were removed from consideration uh, immediately. Like they just had normal abilities. There's no way they could outrun uh, Gleam's attack. And uh, further, the attack uh, covered the entire galaxy which also removed characters with teleportation and stuff like that. And so he needed a character with a vehicle that d- defied the laws of physics and all that sort of thing. And so Kirby's warp star um, apparently was the, the last thing that like it just fit. And so um, it's not because of his, his uh, you know, history with, with Kirby and everything like that. A lot of people say, like, Oh, it's his favorite and that sort of thing. Um, it's uh, there's actually some real reasons why, um, Kirby was the one to survive. Um, other consider other considerations were like Bayonetta and Palatina, but um, they had some other reasons why they were removed as well. There's a lot more in this article, so I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out Source Gaming uh, to learn more about this and and show them some love for translating this entire thing. That's awesome, um, Greg. You you did a little more research into this. Um, any thoughts about uh, about Kirby and anything about uh, Super Smash Brothers from from this article that that, that source gaming translated well i was very eager to like even like when i was reading through it because it was like a nice explanation and i kind of like that kind of like extra background details because obviously you're not going to get that from the story mode you're just gonna be like oh kirby survived look okay, whatever but i like having like this um he like goes into the actual game design perspective and it's kind of like well we couldn't use mario because he can't really teleport like or warp or anything like that i mean at least normally. I mean, obviously, like Mario Three has a warp whistle, but that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you never really know with those kinds of things if it's like a true, like how they can really like cross dimensions type warp, but which Mario's is not. So, I think that's kind of how you eliminate like Mega Man because he just like kind of teleports, but he doesn't really again teleport out of like a dimension because it's like in, his attack engulfed the entire galaxy. So this is like a huge like range where it's like very few characters could really truly escape something like that. So I do appreciate seeing like that design perspective that he gave behind this decision. So 
do respect him for it, and I really can't wait for Smash Brothers. So I'll be excited to play World of Light on Friday. For sure. Yeah, you enjoy this single player. That's that's yeah. there. It's built for you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, uh, what do you think about this, this explanation? Does it make sense? Are you excited that Kirby's the one that survived, or would you rather have been someone else? You know who would have survived? Rex and Pyra, damn it. They could have dimension hopped, okay? They would have survived had they were actually taken into consideration. And I know his whole excuse of like Bayonetta and, and uh, Paulatina were like, well, the people over there are spirits as well, so they were hit. Well, you know what? I know Xenoblade 2 has spirits, but you have to pay for them. Therefore, DLC is removed from the game, and, and they would absolutely survive. D- like, there's a DLC wall. Like, you didn't pay for it. <laughs> Boom, the beam goes away. So, so you know what? They could have survived. But they were in, they were not put in, and that was a fault for Sakurai. He wanted he wanted the love for Kirby. You know they could have Kirby and Rex like together, like yeah, let's do this. But no, has to be for his shining boy Kirby. You know, um, nah, his, his reasons are perfectly fine. Uh, he did say like he is my son, the kind of deal. Like he joked around about that. Like I acknowledge that. Um, and I think that's cool. You know what, Sakurai, honestly, he could do what he wants. It's his game. We all do not deserve a man like him designing this game. So honestly, whatever he does, I know some people were upset about Piranha Plant. I was upset about Piranha Plant in the sense that Rex didn't get in and Piranha Plant did, but I thought Piranha Plant looked cool. But you know what, it is his game, and Sakurai could do what he wants. And and that's just it. We're already getting a, a packed game. And like Greg, I can't wait to do World of Light. I am, I am very much a single-player person over anything else, too. So I will be sinking my time heavily into that but i'm glad that he took the time to talk about that he also said like kirby is whoever survived was going to be the first character and kirby is a nice generic general character easy to use hard to master so even newcomers can play kirby and start getting other characters whereas if it was paulantina for example paulantina is a much harder character to control and would make world of light that much more difficult and it shouldn't be and it also works that kirby is one of the original eight or original 12 if you will um so there is that semblance as well yeah, I think it does make a lot of sense. And it just kind of happens to, you know, connect with Sakurai. And, and he even talks about, I guess, the, the, the in, in Japanese, World of Light backwards actually says something about Kirby. I forget what it, what it is, but it's something, some reference to Kirby. And uh, he acknowledged the fact that, that that's just a, a weird coincidence they that they actually noticed that in in production when they were you know title entitling everything um but the thing it just had is totally a coincidence um the whole scheme of things and and they did not plan it that way as well so um yeah like you guys i'm i'm incredibly excited to to play smash brothers um just a few days away it's going to be great um i'm excited to to learn even more about it i i purposely stayed away from all the the leaks and all that stuff so like I don't know about you guys. I, I think Barry's Barry is very similar to me in this. Like I, I'm trying to stay away from all that stuff that's been leaked and and hacked and whatever. Like in fact, I, I've stayed away from it enough to know I don't even know what's going on. I just know something is going on in that world, and I've completely stayed ignorant about it at all. Greg, have you? Do you know anything about this stuff? Don't tell us any details, but, but have you researched oh, it all? I've been- I've been staying away from it and I do have to like add on to a point. I was just like going through like a Twitter feed and I had someone that like liked something like was like in the head of this big ex- like explanation on something. I was like, I did not want to know this. Why yeah. am I seeing this kind of crap in my feed? Like I'm just trying to like find other things, not like leaks and verified stuff. And I was 
it really made me angry to like even that minute detail. I'm like, come on, this is like a month away. Like, why, why do we have to like, be seeing this kind of stuff? It's I'm on going as blind as possible. I've stayed away from everything game explained because you can never really know for sure with those guys anymore. So <laughs> that's true. That yeah, that the new guy they have on there is like he he knows a lot. He dives into a lot of stuff, and I, you just never know. Like, is he gonna, is he gonna spoil something or not? Yeah, I've, I've seen them like posting <laughs> videos, like oh here's how I can do this, and here's how long it takes to unlock characters. Like nope, not interested. Get me away yeah. from this. Yeah, yeah. Barry, I know you've stayed away from even like the possible rumors, um, potential leaks, like the whole way through. Um, ha- has it been more difficult as as stuff has kind of seemed to leak out recently? Um, the only thing I actually did watch, uh, Game Explained did like a 45 minute uh, analysis on that three minute World of Light trailer. And I actually watched that and it actually it got my, me hyped up. Like there, there wasn't any spoiler like that. All right. Now I really want to play this mode. But outside of that nothing a friend of mine called me yesterday actually or two days ago and he was like oh man did you see that i mean shut up like no like <laughs> i will drive to your house right now if you say another word and you will not like my visit like i have truly stayed away i found it actually very easy um because i don't really use twitter often um so that hasn't been an issue instagram i don't follow as many game uh, journalists so and even there it's more pictures and for facebook uh, a lot of the groups I'm in uh, or also hold a no spoiler um, reward, like pretty much rule. So you, there's no posts. Uh, and other than that, like YouTube, I haven't had a computer for two weeks. So, you know, for me, it's, it's really <laughs> easy. When you, don't with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Should wow, it's Windows 10 for keeping you toilet free for Friday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, that's right. what it all it all comes down to the the, uh, yeah. the Microsoft knew that it was going to be hard for you to stay away, so they're just like, you know what, we're just going to shut down Barry's computer altogether. But that's you know that that's really what it is, and you know Windows 10 is such such a wonderful thing for doing that. I tell you, in fact, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can see this or not. Uh, hopefully this comes through. But I took this picture. This is when I brought in my computer, just going back to the computer. There's an ad right on the window. And it literally says, Windows 10, the best Windows ever. So I had to take a picture of it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, the, the irony of this. Um, so, yeah, Windows 10. Thank you, Windows 10, for, for preventing me from seeing Smash boat you know things that i wouldn't see anyways um i'd rather have my computer back and just not use youtube for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> i always look on the bright side uh speaking of the bright side uh nintendo has done something that i think a lot of us did not see coming um not only have they you know fixed a hardware issue with the switch uh with a software update um they've also done something else uh miraculous uh, the the very very controversial Nintendo's Creators Program uh, that they instituted uh, a few years back. Um, I think it was tw- uh, I don't even know when it was. It's, it's been in, around for a couple of years. Um, but uh, essentially, if you don't know about it, um, you've probably mostly been living under a rock. I would assume if you're on YouTube and you've not heard of people complain about this. Um, but if if this is something new to you. Um, they, they basically have said anything with Nintendo content, they want a piece of the action. They want a piece uh, of the profits and everything. And so they've 
they flag everything and then have to you have to submit your video to them and then they would approve it and then give you a portion of those uh, those profits and and it's just, it was just a huge hassle especially for for people like us uh, and people that have even a, a bigger following like a huge following for for gaming stuff on YouTube. Um, it's been a thing that's been hurting people's channels overall. Um, they've not been able to make as much profit on their videos. Uh, it's, it's limited what they could stream. Like it's limited what we can stream. Um, because we knew that, um, Nintendo was going to have issues with certain things. And so as you guys know, probably know, we don't stream Nintendo first party games as much or even play their videos and stuff. We even got flagged for like little clips that we do in our game chat stuff like the little like sometimes we we do like um just the the opening sequence for a game and we get flagged for it um even if it's like five seconds um and so so many issues with this with this program and nintendo announced uh just a few days ago that they are officially ending the nintendo's creators program as of uh, March 20th of next year. It's all going to be gone. They're going to be taking down the website and uh, it's all going away. Uh, Barry, did you ever see this happening? Like, what do you think about this? This is a classic case of Nintendo being two years too late uh, to a lot of things. I mean, if you take the general person or even with even the slightest business sense and say, what would make sense to you? What would be a good idea? You would put those down, those ideas down, and show them to Nintendo. And Nintendo's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite. And several years later, oh, well, maybe I should have done that. Um, this We saw this with the Wii HD, which never truly came out, but the Wii U was really just like a Wii HD. Um, you know, obviously, this is another example. Nintendo Online is another example. They're very late to the party. This whole thing was Nintendo being greedy, trying to get more money. Because the way what happens is YouTube takes a cut. And then the remainder of the cut normally goes to the content creator. Now, if the content creator is like on a, a website like that's distributing and advertising your, your channel, they'll take like 10% of your profit for that. That's cool. Nintendo took like 40% of your profit. 40%. If you were one of the higher-ups, they, they only took 30% of the profit after YouTube's cut. That's ridiculous. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it, this is advertising. This is free advertising. Nintendo's not paying these people. The, the money is all coming from ad revenue, and it's advertising. There's no reason to do that but wanting more money. Capitalism greed is exactly the reason why. So obviously this backfired. Obviously this failed. And obviously this hurt because they're, they're backpedaling. And I'm glad they're backpedaling. And I love the way they said, like, we want you to keep sharing Nintendo like memories and and the magic uh, with other people. Like, yeah, it's, you know, uh, you're you're hamming it up at this point. Um, I, I'm happy about this. Uh, you know, it obviously affects us in our position and Nintendo Fuse, but it affects everybody. And this is just a great thing. And I think it actually ends the end of the year. It's just the website comes down in March, but yeah. I think it officially ends December 31st. So starting January 1st. You don't have to wait till March. We can start streaming Nintendo first-party stuff and not have to worry about getting flagged. Um, and they said like, they're not doing any more submissions. Uh, they're they're not even looking at anything that's already submitted. Um, I'm so happy about this. Finally, Nintendo, you're waking up. Please continue to wake up. Please continue giving us what we want. 
Yeah. The only unfortunate part is that, uh, you know, Smash Brothers comes out before the end of the year. So they're missing out on, you know, three, four I weeks know, of content. I don't know if they're going to flag it. I don't know if they're going to flag this month at all because of this. In fact, I think they specifically announced it now as opposed to January 1st because they're not flagging anymore. I think they want people to share Smash Brothers. I would be very surprised if after this happens, people put Smash Brothers and instantly get flagged. Like, that would just be bad publicity. That would make people, all right, you know what? Screw you, Nintendo. I tried. I'm done. They want people to do that. But you know what? You know, Greg here is a huge fan of Mario Maker. Mario Maker is perfect for YouTube and streaming and sharing. Uh, and to, they missed out on that opportunity big time. Um, so maybe maybe this is a sign Mario Maker is coming to Switch uh, in a new version, Greg. Maybe we could look at that, yeah. right? That's true. What do you, what do you think, Greg? Is this, yeah, that's is this, definitely. Is this the writing on the wall? Yeah, this is true. That's you know uh, Mario Maker two uh, 2019, You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like Half Life three. You know, <laughs> no, but <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, this is definitely a, a thing that's been holding me back from trying to even like wanting to really do any streaming or anything like that just because it's because it's you're going to be putting in all this effort just to like do all this and then it's like well you're not going to even see anything and get any return on it so it's like why am i want to put in all this work and share my passion with something i truly enjoy and then nintendo is just going to take every possible cent that i could potentially earn off of it so i definitely hope to increase the like my zero amount of streaming up to something over the next year just to say like yes this is how i play some of these games and this is how much fun i'm having and everything like that so that's something i'll be looking into as the next year goes on so yeah, I know that uh, that's actually something that um, that's uh, Blake and I have actually been talking about over the last couple of days, um, and and he's hoping to do some more streaming um, for for Nintendo Fuse. And now this kind of opens up, you know, the possibilities. Um, I've been doing a little more streaming for us, and, and I love that this uh, this is this one thing that was somewhat of a hindrance. It was a hurdle for us, and so many other um, people, like I said, that have a lot larger following than us. Um, it's just been a huge hurdle and a huge thing that's been in the way um i hope that it's it's not too little too late um like you were saying barry i hope this i hope it does get a life of its own again and kind of pick up some steam again and and help them i hope it didn't hinder for the long term um i know it hindered for a while um but i hope things will will kind of catch up with themselves and and fix themselves over time but uh, i guess only time will tell but but now we'll be able to watch uh, a lot more nintendo content on YouTube, which is which is definitely a good thing, um, both for for content creators, but also for for viewers. Um, that's it's going to be so much better because there's going to be a lot better and more and better content out there for us to watch. Um, for people that that love you know certain games and want to check out games and everything, there's going to be a lot more people streaming out there and um, and kind of giving their own opinions about it and, and stuff like that. And so um, it's it's definitely going to be a, a good good thing i think for the whole community so, yeah I did, wanna, I did want to throw in something really quick and i know smash brothers is also gonna be in a really interesting spot because it had like all those leaks and stuff of people uploading videos and stuff that nintendo obviously had to take those down so i really hope they have like their ninjas on like <laughs> duty to like not be swiping stuff as the launch day is coming up in the next couple days so i know sometimes amazon messes up and you can get your game 
maybe Wednesday or Thursday. So hopefully <laughs> they don't start the. Well, here's the deal. That happened because it was before launch. So if Amazon screws up and you get it Wednesday or Thursday, just be smart. Don't stream it. Wait a day. You know, like just, just don't break street date on it. Don't let them know. Just play offline or whatever. Like it's, it yeah. seems pretty simple. I know you're trying to get like, oh my god, I have it beforehand. You know who also has it? Reviewers have it beforehand. Although a lot of reviewers aren't getting switched now, are getting uh, uh, smashed because of this. Um, a lot of them are not, so it's pretty much going to be a free for all on that day. And they are going to, I guarantee you, they're going to be looking for anything prior to December seventh that goes up Smash related that is not like here's the already shown trailer or let's analyze the commercial or something like that. That's fine. But like, here's gameplay of it. We're on the final copy that I have early. They're going to flag that instantly. So just play it safe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was actually just talking to our Nintendo representative today, um, this morning, and talking about review um, codes and copies and everything. And she said, yeah, there's, they're really limited. And uh, I think it, it does have a lot to do with, with all these different leaks and, and stuff that's been going on, and uh, which is really unfortunate because it's, it's <laughs> you know, it has an effect on us. <laughs> I'm like, man, I was really hoping to get it ahead of time so I can, like, get some thoughts and everything. But now, you know. Um, You're just going to have you know, to wait with the rest of us unlike last time you know you only got early copies last time of smash 4 so now you just have to be like a peasant and a peon like the rest of oh, us peasants. I know it. didn't this happen before was it like bowser and uh inside story remake or whatever the or mario and luigi the first one the superstar saga on 3ds wasn't there like a huge yeah thing that like that's why we didn't get like some games. Like I think it was like maybe even Fire Emblem Warriors or something because uh, something like this happened. Yeah, this is a, this goes back to the very first thing we talked about, where I said a few people ruin it for the rest of us. You know, the whole podcast came full circle. It did it's almost like we planned it that way? <laughs> I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not that smart. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, I'll edit that out later. Um, yeah, we totally did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Steve and the starring the Steve show is really that's one. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll edit me uh, and you out and then I'll just look at the <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the shortest podcast ever. No one's going to, it's not going to make sense either. It's going to be like, I don't know. I'll just have to change everybody's voices. It almost sounds like me. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I know. I know, I know that you guys are really excited. We're all really, really excited about smash brothers. Anything else that is coming out, um, that, <laughs> that you are excited about, or is it, is it pretty much just smash over the next, uh, the next couple weeks? Uh, Greg, any, any, any other thing that, that, you know, you're excited about? Well, I did do my homework and, I didn't really see anything else. So, I mean, this. I mean, you can't really expect like something like a huge blockbuster game, and then it's like, oh yeah. But then there's also going to be this game that's also looking really awesome. I mean, I don't know how much of a game it is, but I did see like a Santa Tracker thing. I mean, maybe I might look into that for my daughter. But other than that, it's not really probably even a game. It's just a little app just to like like oh okay, where's Santa? so there's, there's gonna be that, a santa tracker on switch yeah that's what i see 
<laughs> See, like I said, I've done the homework, so it comes you out. You did, on- you did. Is that coming out in physical form? I really want it to come out in physical so. form. I'm so <laughs> curious totally to buy it. <laughs> well, it's two ninety nine, so I think it's just an app. Limited run. If you're listening right now, <laughs> Super Rare Games, this is this is your chance. If you want some money from Barry, just do just one copy. Just just put the work in one copy, yes, I would and love Barry that. will buy it. <laughs> I will absolutely. You know what? I have to fight people for it because everyone would be wanting that one copy. <laughs> and you can only get it at Toys R Us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just I, this Toys is the truth. Can. I just had to import a game. Um, it's it's in English. Uh, it's a it's a sports game. I think it's a cricket game or a rugby game or something from Australia. That is only a digital code that comes in a physical case that has a steel book that was a pre-order bonus. And the steel book you open it up and there's no spot for the card. It's a special steel book that's empty. And I just had to import this. It's Australia exclusive. So <laughs> I would get Santa wow. Tracker. <laughs> Uh, well, beyond Santa Tracker, um, Barry, anything else other than Smash and Santa Tracker that uh, that's exciting for you the next couple weeks? Uh, I'm excited to go to the mall and get Katamari Damacy from my local GameStop because that's a f- exclusive there. And uh, the Sega Collection comes out on the 7th that I will not get to play anytime soon. Um, after Smash, I'm not sure. what Whatever comes to the door and says, this is out now. Okay. Like, great uh, smash to decide smash again yeah yeah smash. i mean smash. looking at the page there's a number of physical games there's like monster boy and the cursed kingdom oh yeah that, that, that i'm looking forward to but i'm not gonna get it's true it. monster boy should be really good but um Kofi, yeah. hello neighbor hide and seek yep got that yeah. the yeah. genesis uh <laughs> sega genesis classics yeah. that comes on the yeah. same day the seventh Speaking of other systems like Sega Genesis, but this kind of jumped me to the thoughts. Isn't the uh, is the PS the PlayStation Classic thing coming out sometime right, soon? I think today, well? today, today or tomorrow yeah. comes out. Yeah, and you guys excited about uh, that um, piece of junk? From what I've heard, I canceled my <laughs> pre-order. Did you? <laughs> I had a pre-ordered. I canceled it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I've, I've I never really played the original PlayStation, so definitely not. <laughs> This, so this was your opportunity, but they did not do a good job of it. That's what I've heard. It's kind of a bomb. Also, like nine of them are the PAL versions, so they don't even run properly. Like, what the heck? Gosh. Wow. That's Sony just trying to keep things cheap for you. Yeah. Yeah, Sony's gotten a lot of bad press from this. <laughs> they hurt yeah. their image. Well, man, that's going to tank their PS4 sales and switch comes over the top. There you go. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. All because the, the PlayStation Classic. <laughs> I think I honestly think Sony's planning on PS4 sales going down anyways. I mean, they're not going to be there at E3. There's no PSX this year. They're gearing up for the PS5. So as far as they're concerned, the PS4, whatever it sells now, is probably just coasting. Yeah, just cut their losses and or not really losses, but um, yeah, just kind of move on. And why not? Why not? Uh, so thank you guys for, for joining us for the podcast. Um, we want to remind you guys that, uh, you can send in questions to podcast at nintendofuse.com. You can also send them in, uh, via social media. So just follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and send us a message with a question. Um, if you, if you prefer that instead of email, that'd be great, uh, to get your uh, input, but also, um, leave a comment uh, on the video, leave a comment on our podcast, um, uh, pages on the different apps and, and 
services out there where you listen to the podcast. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'd love to get your questions to address in a future episode. Uh, Speaking of future episodes, our next episode, which would be on December 17th, will be our Game of the Year uh, episode. We're going to be hitting all of our, our favorite games from 2018 um it's always uh one of one of the the episodes that we all look forward to um throughout the entire year and uh it's it's so much fun to to talk about and this year is going to be um maybe even uh better than than previous years because there's so many different games that got released this year and so uh we may have some disagreements about uh what the the game of the year is going to be this year so make sure you do tune in and uh also tune in to find out who won what's that so don't forget hassan's going to be joining us that is true hassan's going to be joining us that uh that next podcast as well he'll be throwing in his his thoughts as well so it'd be great uh it's always great to have him around um even though he's not in all the podcasts anymore but it's always great when he does come around so make sure you tune in for hassan for the game of the year um and also for uh, the contest winner. So like Barry said earlier in the podcast, um, we're giving away a video games monthly three up box. And uh, to enter, just go to nintendofuse.com slash video hyphen games hyphen monthly. And uh, there's a lot of different ways to enter the contest. Make sure you share it with other people as well. And uh, we will announce the winner on our Game of the Year podcast, which, like again, uh, December 17th. Um, you don't have to be uh, present um, at the live recording to win. Um, you do have to claim it like uh, within like four or five days. But um, but it's cool to like, be able to find out like when and actually you know you won and and so we can celebrate with you guys uh while we're live so make sure you enter share it and uh tune in on december 17th to uh to find out if you won or not um greg any any closing thoughts at all nope just uh can't wait till friday it's gonna be a good one for sure barry uh anything from you yeah i mean you guys i can't wait for friday and uh i just so weird that this is the end of the year because next podcast is our final one for the entire 2018 because um, the next next Monday is Christmas and the one after that's New Year's Eve. So uh, we will not be doing it. So the next podcast after that will be 2019. So make sure to come next time to uh, take out this wonderful year. It's been a good year. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, ring it out with us and uh, and join us for the following year in 2019. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love the game of the year. Yeah. For sure, for sure. You already know Barry's vote, so. (laughs) Do you now? Maybe you don't. Actually, I'll be honest. I've been thinking about it, and I had a top three, and there's already been a shift in the top three, and the games that were part of, like, not even part of the top three, like four or five, actually went back into the top three, and the more I thought about it. And, of course, there's a contender that's coming out this Friday, and I don't know where that's going to place. Is that going to place number one, two, three? Will it maybe not even breach my top three? See, you're predictable, and Steve is pretty predictable. I'm more the wild card, unless it's like Zelda or Xenoblade. But other than that, yeah, I throw in more outliers there. Although Steve wins with the whole Bayonetta 2 in the wrong year and the, ami- the Amiibo, fun with Amiibo download game. You know, hey, that, like, that was that was totally game of the year contender right there. That was a horrible year. Uh, <laughs> that is the best year to look back and laugh at because we had to pull at straws. <laughs> oh, that was that was something. I'm so glad we we have a lot better choices this time around. <laughs> For I will sure. say this though, I think I think Greg and I are going to be only two to put Paw Patrol, you know, up there. 
I mean, I'm, I'm on, still man. waiting for you guys to review. That's, that's going to be no. stimulating view, viewing or, or, or reading whatever, whatever you guys decide. But uh, I'm, I'm waiting there. I have not opened that yet <laughs> and I don't plan on it, but Greg has played it. I, yeah. We've done four missions so far. So nice. Nice. I'm just glad as well that uh, this Smash brothers uh, is coming out um, a full week and a few days before um, our game of the year podcast, because I know like in Xenoblade came out like what a whole day last time. And so you four. got like four days. Okay. I, I put in like 60 something hours in four days of that game just to be able to give a good, a good option of like being able to talk about it. And I gave it second place. And the more I played about it, I put it above breath of the wild, but at that point it was too late. Had the game come out just a little bit beforehand, it would have been my number one, but I did the best I could in four days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been great. Again, um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell. Make sure you enter the contest for Video Games Monthly. And uh, make sure you share this with other uh, Nintendo fans. And we will see you next time on December 17th for our Game of the Year podcast. Have a great night. Have a good one. Catch you guys next time.